Ladies and gentle fans, the wait is over. After almost two-thirds of a calendar year, Patriots football is back. Yeah, except it's just in a very moderated sort of boring pretend form. But Patriots football is indeed back. And here to tell you all about it are your friends Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart on the latest and greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. That's right. Andy, alongside our new beat writer extraordinaire, Mike Cadlick, have been down in Foxborough experiencing the 12 days of Pat's camp. And what did they tell me? You're going to find out now over the next 15 minutes or so as Andy brings you all of his notes, observations, analysis, perspective, and so much more. We're going to find out who's just back there with the lousy guys and who are the players on the rise, which players will be left in the dark and which guys are on the mark. Andy, when I ask you your biggest takeaway, the first thing that comes to mind from Pat's camp 2023, it is. They need to figure out the effing offensive line because right now it's uh <laughs> I mean, they Thank do. You. So basically, I could have just taken something from a podcast in April, which yeah. was our biggest fear. And now it is still the same damn issue in August on basically preseason game number one eve. Yeah, I would want I'd like to be talking about Mac Jones and Correct. how he's advancing and how comfortable he is with Bill O'Brien. I'd like to be talking about, oh, which one of the receivers is going to step up and take the number one bull by the horns or which young receiver is going to surprise. I'd like to be talking about, Ooh, tight end tandems. Where does this one rank with Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki, blah, blah. You can't talk about any of that until you figure out the effing offensive line. And I'm just going to keep saying the effing offensive line because they're effing offensive right now. And I, 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 I that's a, that's a shirt. That's a hashtag. You know what? As, as we've adopted all of our mantras here on the six rings, of course, we've said the big C word, competent, competitive. I have called the battle for right tackle, uh, the bum fight or the hobo rumble. And at this point now, it seems like that virus has spread straight across the entire line. Save David Andrews, though. He did seem to have some managed time as well. I don't know if he's a little dinged up. I don't know if age is catching up to the bear or if they're just load managing because they need at least a capable starter come September 10th when they face the ferocious Philadelphia Eagles pass rush, which, of course, was the best in football. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. They had the most sacks in the history of the NFL last season. I'm sure that'll go well week one. Um, but you know who's not worried? Trent Brown. We spoke with Trent Brown this week, and he said he's injured, first of all. Mm-hmm. Except he's did, he, say, did, he, did he point on the giant human being where he's dinged up? Where did the man hurt you? <laughs> point to me on. You. Show me on the Goliath where it hurts. Um, he laughed off the idea that it's contract related in terms of his participation being lacking. Um, he's been on the field of late in full pads, in helmet, not doing much. Then he kind of ran a bunch of scout team plays late in practice on Tuesday off cards. I don't know what to make of the Trent Brown situation, but he said he's not worried that everybody's missing and they're not getting reps. And that's fine for him to say that. And maybe he even believes that. I think he used the word plug and play. They'll be plug and play ready because they hang out together off the field or something. I didn't even, it made no sense. And I can tell you, Dante Scarnecchia put a premium on continuity and reps and five guys thinking as one, moving as one, doing as one. And you don't have that. I don't know if 
when you get, and you should get these guys out there. You should get Trent Brown out there. You should get Cole Strange back out there. You should get David Andrews out there with him. You should get Mike Onwenu. You should find somebody who'll play right tackle out of the rest of the massive mix. But are they good enough? I don't know. When does that come? Is that next week, the week after? Is it piecemeal sort of each week along the way? And until you get that, to me, that's the story. And, you know, I wrote one of those little double entendre column lines the other day that the season and Mac Jones future is on the line. Get it on the line. Literally oh, 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 oh. if I'm, if I may, I see what you did there. And you know what? I kind of like it because as I say, one in many a times, this isn't an offensive line. This is an offensive line. It truly is. And Again, maybe this is, and I tell you this all the time, we get caught up in this recency bias or the urgency, the moment, the training camp. Oh, I've watched three practices in a row, and it feels like I've watched so much. And you're like, wait a minute. They still got like a month till they play a football game. A lot could happen positive on the offensive mm-hmm. line now and then. They get back, blah, blah, blah. And that may happen. Um, I don't feel great about it. I will. Uh, I continue to say, though, they're a house of cards that's yet to be built. I think when they're built, they're going to be a house of cards. But right now, they're a pile of cards just lying on the table waiting for somebody to build the house of cards that will then cave in later when the wind blows. Um, but, yes, that's your first and foremost. And I actually think that has to be maybe a consideration. I don't know whether they would have played Mac Jones in the first preseason game or not, but the the ineptitude of the offensive line on the practice field, you can't throw them on a game field in that situation. So the story right now is the offensive line. Mac Jones has been making steady progress, looking sharp, looking game ready, definitely improving on his 2022, reconnecting to 2021, hive minding with Bill O'Brien. We all believe I think we are all residents of or at least visitors to Mac Island, as we like to say on the radio station. And there will be progress made this season, provided he can both A, stand upright and B, have enough time to throw a football in a forward capacity. And I would like to remind everybody who freaked out, retweeted, sorry, reposted all the clips of uh, Gesicki catching this touchdown and what a play by Pop Douglas. Half of those times. Someone had already made it in and tapped Mac Jones or tapped oh, yeah. Bailey Zappi. Oh, what yeah. that means, as I've come to learn now going down and hanging out with the media hillbilly gang, is that when those guys are tapped, that's a sack. So Mac Jones would not have gotten off half these passes. Bailey Zappi wouldn't have had time to find Kayshawn Booty in the back of the end zone for one of these amazing training camp grabs that he's made. So this isn't just a priority. This isn't just a problem. This is the issue. We prioritized on six rings and football things leading into the draft that they needed a corner, a wide receiver, and a tackle. And I believed tackle was priority number one. And Andy, we did not want to be the soothsayers of Foxborough future. But at this point, I believe we're right. And they need to basically get to work on this. I know also you can't win or lose an entire NFL season based on three pretend games. I mean, you can lose it if you have make stupid plays and you get people killed or, or injured, but, uh, it is the preseason, and they do have some time to hopefully work these things out. I'd like to remind the entire listening audience once again that Six Rings and Football Things is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook, make every moment more. And if you visit FanDuel.com slash Six Rings, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. How do you like that? Stay tuned to the end of the podcast where Andy and I will give you our bet of the week on the first preseason game, Texans at Patriots. Okay, Andy, so the offensive line is the biggest concern right now after the 12 days of Pat's camp. 
What else stood out in either a positive light or a negative light? So in a positive light, I do think they're, let's stick with the offensive side of the ball because I think that's what people care most about because it's the most questions slash hopeful uh, unit on the team. Mm-hmm. The offense has shown significant signs, I would say, or flashes or snippets of competency, playmaking. And again, you're piecing this together around everything that's going on with the offensive line. But I think you have seen portions of the overly sensitive wide receivers who were stank, dubbed stank, stank, stank and stunk, um, making some plays. Like there was a practice where um, Kendrick Bourne dropped two straight passes like early in practice, looked awful. And I was thinking, huh, interesting. Might want to uh, catch the ball before you get so defensive about being called stink, stank or stunk. And then the rest of the practice, he was really good. He was making plays, catching the ball. Good. Devontae Parker making plays. Juju making plays. Demario Douglas, we know the story. We, I, I think we've seen an uptick on Mike Gesicki. The catch of camp the other day. Back of the end zone, double coverage, one hand, toe tapping. Refs are there. Toes are in, touchdown. Like, all phases of the offense have flashed at some period of time. Nobody is, is totally um, absent. Tyquan Thornton's probably the closest thing to totally absent, but whatever. And, and, and I do wonder, I do wonder if... We could be looking at a situation where either Tyquan Thornton, A, gets the Foxborough flu and gets a little IR action Possible. to start the season off while they give uh, Booty a try as well. If he gets traded, if he gets just flat out cut. I mean, Bill Belichick has moved on from second round draft picks in year two before. There is, there's a precedent set for that. Uh, Duke Dawson was the last one. He traded him, though. Okay. But for seven. Um, okay. He traded yeah. for a seventh round draft pick, and then he went out to Denver and did not much for a while. And I don't, I, I think Tyquan Thornton will be here this year in some form or but fashion. To what impact, though? I because mean, first just, of all, the most overrated guy at this point is Booty. Like he has actually taken that. Who made um, a couple of plays? I don't, I don't. I a couple of plays it. over twelve days, really, damnedest thing. Twelve whole practices, two hours each. And day, how many? Of, and how many? A full couple, day of football, and he's made a couple plays. The damnedest. And how thing. many couple plays has Tyquan Thornton made? A couple. A couple. He had a nice catch from Zappy crossing the end zone the other day. He's got a couple. And I will say his camp a year ago was better than Booty's camp this year. For whatever that's worth, we can debate the value of that. Um, By the way, Booty camp is where Andy goes to work out when he has to make weight. It's for a good him. workout, too. Makes your jeans fit nice. Um, um, but, okay, so this we'll get to this in the second half of the podcast where we're going to give out our predictions and what we think you'll see. Thursday night, starting at seven o'clock at Gillette between Texans Patriots, the wide receiver room and who gets more playing time with what quarterback great areas of intrigue. So the wide receivers have looked good. They are operating at a crisper pace. I said all have flat. Be careful. Can I don't turn what I said into like a bigger thing? Can I meet you at better? Um, okay. But okay. They looked up better ish. All right. Somewhere yeah, between okay and better. Good to add to words because it really yeah. grays it up. It, it does. They have looked betterish, okayish, not goodish yet. However, they've made some plays. Can I ask um, a quick question that came to me last night? So we're talking about the wide receivers being uh-huh. goodish, betterish, whatever the offensive line, mm-hmm. all these various things. This is a big picture question, so sure. we can maybe touch on it here, and this may be even a topic for an, a future podcast to get like a full segment debated and whatever. How is it that a do you agree that the Patriots lack high-end talent at most positions? Yes. Okay. How do you lack high-end talent at most positions and also seemingly lack depth at most positions? It's really not easy to do. <laughs> 
And, and I mean, am I being unfair? Trick. That's honestly the secret sauce of the Patriot way, Andy. But am I being unfair to say those two things are kind of true at a bunch of positions? Like D-line, yeah. remove D-line. I think they're locked and loaded. Safety, okay. you have some depth there. Pretty good. Like, yeah. But we're talking about cornerback, offensive line slash tackle. Do you really believe end, cornerback running. doesn't have depth right now? Yeah, I believe it's, it does not have depth, no. Gonzalez, Jack Jones, John Jones, Miles. John Bryant, Jones not Martin. on the field, which hurts you already. He's missed five days in a row, four straight practices. John that's Jones not has? load management. Oh yeah, that's not load management. That's dealing with something. So that's and an that's, issue. And that's well, maybe his feelings were hurt after the Mike Cadlick digital imbroglio. Stating of the truth. Yeah, these sensey sensey patriots who apparently Google. I mean, not uh, live. We, now we need you. You get a T-shirt that says the effing offensive line, and I'll get a T-shirt that says stop lying to the people. I mean, how soft have these players gone? And as you would write it with a W. Yeah, yeah. S-A-W-F-T. Yeah. So Might be the only W they get all year. Oh, my God. You heard it. Mark it down. 13 minutes in. Andy comes at me. Even's writing it down right now. You can't if you're not watching on YouTube. Uh, I don't think the depth is as great a concern at the cornerback position as of yet. Maybe they'll just end up throwing Bolden and Speed at the corner at the at at the corners in the preseason game so, to see if either whoa, whoa, whoa. these guys can stick around. So you're describing cornerback depth. You have one guy who's never played in the National Football League. Your number two talent. guy has two starts in the National Football League mm -hmm. and might be going to the pokey if things go sideways in his legal life. Awesome. Um, and you're counting on two late-round draft picks who've never stepped on an NFL field, like, and you don't think they have a lack of depth at cornerback? It doesn't concern me as much thanks to the safety play and the rest of the defense as much as everything that concerns me on the offensive line. Oh, you're right. If they get 172 sacks this year and get in the backfield in 1.1 second every play, the corners will be fine. That'd be great. That'd be great. Are you just now? Hey, listen, now that Trey Flowers is back, I mean, anything is possible. Do you, uh, real quick, just for the people, do you think, uh, and we don't want to lie to the people, do you think Trey Flowers makes the team? I never lie to the people, and I think Trey Flowers has little to no chance of making the team. Now, Yes. That South Coast Internet is betraying Andy once again. The Andy, hell happened? I was going to say the Patriots tapped in and they were they didn't like that. opinion. <laughs> Trey Flowers didn't like that comment. I know. Wow. He thumb vote down. Um, you were you were saying about Trey Flowers? Yeah, I don't think he has much of a shot to make the roster. He has the unfortunate um, luck or whatever happenstance of that's one of the deepest spots on the team. They're might loaded on one of the might be yeah. the best spot on the yeah, team. It might is. You're right. It's not one of, cause there's not very many spots that are Beating loaded. out it's Dietrich and Matt Judon, who now has his money and is happier than ever. And Josh, Uche, who looked great during camp. And also Keon white, who is just a absolute ent, the absolute game wrecker. I mean, yeah, granted, I he's still, he's still made no plays yet on the season. So he's never played in a professional game. We will temper our expectations. Wait, why doesn't do he get credit? Wait, you think all these corners who've never played are going to be fine, but why doesn't he get to be fine? I, I said Christian Gonzalez is a high-round pick, but we don't know what he's going to be like just yet. I said you may be seeing Speed and Bolden thrown to the Wolves in the second half of the Texans game just to see if these guys can hold up, make a play, or provide any sort of value and depth. That's what but I said. Yet, yet there's plenty of depth at corner. There's a good, uh, it doesn't concern me as much as the other spot. Talk to me in a week. I don't see that to be nearly the house of cards that the offensive line is. If well, we're they won't be challenged either. They probably don't need corners to go against, I don't know, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Smith, Wilson and Tyreek Hill, um, CD Lam Lamb. 
Yeah, they, I mean, they'll be fine. You're right. They'll be fine. What am I talking about? They'll be about? fine. They'll be fine. Ridiculous. I mean, they cupcake cupcake schedule. What are we talking here? Hey, a graveyard. 17 and 0. But John, if John Jones is healthy, Jack Jones is on the outside. Marcus Jones can hang in. Christian Gonzalez looks like a pro a couple games in. And I do expect him to take his lumps, his nicks, his bumps, and get his get his burns along the way. Believe me. That's I right. mean, this all explains why we haven't even talked about this yet. Now we know why. The Patriots tried to acquire Steph Gilmore this offseason and were actually beat out by the Cowboys, which means Belichick once again misread the market and put in too cheap of an offer to help get Gilmore off of the Colts and back in Foxborough because ultimately he went to the Cowboys for a fifth. How do you know we shouldn't blame Matt Groh? He's the one who said, quote, I've been spending the money around here for two years. Okay, we can blame Matt Groh and Bill Belichick. Don't you think if Matt Groh says to Belichick or vice versa, Hey, what do you think about going back and getting Gilmore? Great, let's do it. What do you want to offer? They have to agree on a sixth. I'm sure Matt Grove just doesn't go, uh, hey, Bill, don't worry about it. You can go take your nap. It's fine. You go back to your canasta game. I'll I'll, I'll get the deal done. I'll let you know when we got him. If Matt Grove alone is like, I'm going to offer a sixth, and he gets beat by the Cowboys for a fifth, that's a pockmark on a record that I thought was trending more positively than negative over the last couple of years. Yeah, my guess is Bill's involved. Yeah. Pretty sure he'd have- like, hey, Bill, remember that uh, that 14th pick? I got Gilmore back. Bad news. We don't have a first round pick anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? Excuse me. Uh, OK, yeah, maybe they should have offered a little bit more. for. And watch Gilmore is going to be great for Dallas this year, a team that desperately could have used him. Patriots definitely could have used that depth as well. All right. So we think Mac looks OK, but we're not, probably not going to see much of him in game one. We'll get to that in a minute. No Wide receivers are OK ish. They've made some plays. Tight ends. Could potentially be good. Special teams. We clean that up a little bit with Joe Judge over the course of the 12 days of Pat's camp. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no problems on special teams. They have a crap ton of special teamers. Too many. Way too many right. special teamers. They and can't they keep them all. spent a crap ton of money in the offseason on them. Yeah, yeah. They've invested. But they're going to be better on special teams. I mean, the I've told you this from day one. The most physically impressive and exciting player on the football field for the Patriots is rookie punter Bryce Beringer. Everybody agrees with me. People are starting to like come to my side of the fence here. Eyes, eyes are just like, whoa. Like when he kicks in the air. He's got majestic balls, as Paul Perillo likes to say. At least you attributed it to Paul Perillo and didn't have to own that one or wear that the rest of the podcast. Nope. nope. Old majestic balls himself out there. And Ryland, away. too, by the way. Chad Ryland has looked good kicking the, the football Michigan as well. State. So oh, he's got a big I think old you're going to have yeah. two. You're going to, I mean, certainly the punting job is Beringer's. And I think yep. the kicking job, if I had to guess now, um, I think there's a good chance that you just cut Waitman. So you go with Beringer as your punter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you keep Ryland as your kicker. Maybe Nick Folk has like, oh, you know, that groin injury that popped up on August 27th. We better put you on IR with that for three weeks or whatever it is, just to make sure Ryland doesn't poop himself when he gets in an NFL Can handle game. himself in September when every three points is going to matter yeah. a lot. But I, I think there's a chance of maybe that happening. But yeah, certainly. And then the coverage guys, you have the, what the hell is his Slater name? Slater and Schooler, Cody Davis. No, the new guy, Heurig, Helig, something. Uh, oh, he's Heelig. an undrafted Jordan linebacker. Heelig. Yeah, he's on the um, Brendan Schooler plan of just hang out with Matthew Slater and do all his tricks Could and drills. Could he and all be that. the next Udfa to make it and not Malik Cunningham? But they did give Cunningham two hundred grand already. Yeah, I don't think Cunningham's making the roster. I think he'll be on wow. the wow. Yeah, there I don't it think is. Makes the roster. You don't think he makes the roster? Nope. nope. I don't. Wow. I think you'll be on. That's the practice why you're going to see him. 
potentially a lot on Thursday night, which is what we should get to next. All right, so there it is, folks. Mac Jones looks okay. Probably won't see him. Quarterback play moving around. Bill O'Brien impact being felt. Hurrah to the tight ends. <laughs> to stink, stank, stunk at the white re- wide receiver position. Oh, God. On the offensive line. D-line, rock solid. Linebackers, uh, we haven't talked about them in years. Why start now? The cornerbacks, the new house of cards. And the safety position is just that. The safety valve. Oh, real defense. quick. Safety yes. position. Um, safety position looking more and more. There's some evidence that it could be the area of the surprise cut. I know friend Paul Perillo on our preseason uh, preview podcast said he Adrian Phillips would be a surprise cut. That would Adrian, bum me out. It would bum me out, too. But Adrian Phillips and Jalen Mills get a lot of reps with a group that doesn't include some of the better players. Because I don't know if you heard, but Bill's been pissy about the way media members have been reporting things and not reading the oh. rules that are on the back of the roster. You about don't say. But um, yeah, Jalen Mills and Adrian Phillips, interesting reps. Let's just say interesting reps, which I got to tell you, I think if they cut Jalen Mills, it's one of the dumbest moves they could make because of his versatility. They don't have a quarterback for God's sakes. Exactly. So, but I'm just reading the uh, tea leaves that are on the practice field. Maybe it's too early to really do that, but just something to keep an eye on that. Maybe the safety position becomes the most likely area of the surprise cut or cuts with an S that would be to me, absolutely bananas to move on from a guy like Mills who can play cornerback and has now shifted over to safety in place of Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips, all around defensive stalwart. Who's never in the wrong position at the wrong time. I get it. Duggar contract year. He's going to ball out. He's going to show up, show out Marte Mapu sky could potentially be the limit for this kid. And we all think Julius Peppers is going to take a step up from where he was last year. What what the holy hell depth at, at an integral position like that against the aerial attack that you'll be facing all season long from the AFC would lead them to make those cuts? I don't know, Andy. I just want to say right now on the record and for the people, that would be a mistake. I agree. That would be an absolute mistake. We shall see. Don't forget, Mike Cadlick, after the first preseason game, We'll be hosting the post-game shows once we get into the regular season. After the first preseason game, Mike Cadlick will have his next roster projection. And soon, that's right, soon Andy will have his ranking 1 through 90. The Patriots players ranked from the most talented all the way down to the least talented. Basically, it's going to be Matt Judon, Bryce Barringer, and. So we can't Are wait. Are you sure? That is- <laughs> you sure? Mm. Ooh. You never know. Ooh. You never know. Ooh. In this market, we call that a tease. Good mm-hmm. job, Andy. Thank you very much, my friend. Don't forget, Six Rings of Football Things is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Stick around to the end of the pod where we will have our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week on the preseason game, Texans at Patriots. 